Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started, motherfuckers. What is up? Let's do my favorite thing and get controversial. Seriously, um, today's episode is one that I have personally been avoiding for a very long time, which is kind of interesting. Um, so guys, it's the alcohol episode. You've been waiting for it. You're going to hate it. You're going to love it. Like it's definitely, you're going to feel some type of way. I don't think anyone's going to be neutral about this episode. Yes. You're either going to be like, yeah, I agree. Or that's really enlightening. Or you're going to be like, you know what? Maybe a lake and bake is not for me. <laughs> um, Honestly, so- either way, let us know. I would love to know. <laughs> Yeah, please do like leave a okay. Don't leave a review if you hate it. Just message us, please. Please, don't have to come for our business. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. So honestly, this episode is going to just cover alcohol for spirituality, not like on a moral level, not on like a work level. Like we are talking about the spiritual effects of alcohol. And also, we're not like no matter what. I want you to know we're not like damning anyone or anything. Like we're just sharing. We we have both used slash our currently using not yeah. currently but she will when she's done having baby i'll probably have one again i'll drink like i was like i we'll get into it Daniel we'll get into it <laughs> i mean i'm not like it sounds weird because i have a super personal um relationship to alcohol and experience and tra- very traumatic one with alcohol but i'm really not passionate about this subject it is a sore subject for me but at a young age i had to learn like okay alcohol can make people really mean and unstable and crazy and scary but it doesn't make everybody that way it seems like it just makes the people who are supposed to protect me that way like what the <laughs> hell um So alcoholism and addiction, they run in my family and they've been an issue in my life and in my family since I was born. Uh, I started abusing alcohol my junior year of high school. I grew up in the Midwest, so it was very easy to get alcohol. We have those at drive-thrus. Like, you know, it's easy. You can steal it at a grocery store. Um, And that's exactly what I did. It ruined my skin. It ruined my mental health even more than I was already kind of suffering. Uh, It ruined it honestly gave me so many physical issues that I didn't realize until the end of my junior year. I really thought I was like numbing the pain and I, I, I was essentially, and I was, I'm not going to lie. It was fun. I was having fun, bitch. Like there were, there were some laughs, there were some (laughs) dance parties, but I don't remember them. So, I mean, I I remember that it was fun, but I really can't remember the party. So again, that's another kind of side effect. Um, and I was shocked. I was a little bit scared and shocked. I thought I had like way more control than alcohol. I thought I was stronger than alcohol. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like I am drunk every single day in school and still getting straight. I know (laughs) still getting straight A's still like getting into every show still like doing my best. Like, and I wasn't doing it because I was like, I want to party. Like I was partying a lot, but I was doing it more because I was just like, so sad. And that when I would drink, I suddenly stopped being sad and I wanted to like laugh and dance. So I was like, yeah, Hey, this for now, this will do. Um, obviously within a year, if you're drinking that heavily at such a young age, it's going to fuck you up guys. Like in one way or another, it fucked me up like super bad with my skin. And I remember I went to the doctor to get like, just like a checkup. Um, and they noticed something about my liver. Like it wasn't extreme. It wasn't like you're having liver failure or anything like that, but he was just like, Oh, your liver, like, uh, your levels are, are a little bit different. Nothing bad, just a little different. And it just gave me a fucking panic. Like I was like, Oh, Nope. So I was sober, like done with alcohol before I even turned 21. Um, because I, I really just didn't like 
where I was going with it. And also I'm going to like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was very self-righteous. Right. So I was like, I fucking hate that I have a parent who is supposed to be parenting me and they can't because they're drunk all the time. So I was like, I'm going to be like, clearly I had a problem with alcohol as well. So I was like, let me be the mature one and show you how it's fucking done. And like, just quit it when it doesn't serve me. And like, yeah, it was kind of self-righteous, but I'm glad I did because like, ultimately I made the right choice for myself. Um, right. Now I will open my heart up to y'all and say, I might've shifted to weed. <laughs> um, but to just to a certain degree, like truly, I only feel like I'm quote unquote addicted to it. If I am having a mental breakdown, like when I have had really bad depressive episodes uh, that have triggered. So both times um, in the last two years that I have had an extreme depressive episode that um, really kind of like put me over the edge, they were both triggered by something that like had to do with my PTSD from childhood. So I also want to make that clear. It's not like every single day I'm in that state of mind after two things that really like just really big deals in my life that threw me off mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Like those were the times where I felt like I was addicted to weed because I was so unstable. But on a day to day basis, I truly don't think I have like an addiction. I just fuck with it. And I like the control that it gives me versus I do take medication daily. I'm not against taking meds if you need it, bitch. I would rather you be alive and popping pills than dead at 14 because you're sad. You know what I mean? Like it's really not that deep. Like we will get into that as well, but (laughs) we will get into all of this. Um, what I'm trying to say is like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yell at a a person with a heart condition and be like, you're kind of addicted to your heart meds, my dude. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Grandpa is going to die without his fucking heart medication. You bitch. Like he would have been dead at 60 and now he's still here at 80. For a lot of us, we would have been dead years ago if it wasn't for marijuana to like keep us sane or to also help with with not just mental illness, physical illness, chronic pain. Like, um, I feel like the first the first example I really had of this where I was able to see like, so I, I'm a very extreme person. When I did start smoking weed, I went like super deep. I was like, Oh, I love this shit. Like I finally, like I, I had left my ex and he used to like get me way too high. He had me like hitting dabs and then I would like pass out and get nothing from it and always wake up like really sad and like confused about well, what happened last night. And so it was just like not a good experience then. But once I was like away from that and I was able to like not be drugged essentially and just kind of do my thing. Um, I got to kind of see like, wait, in small, reasonable, doses like this brings my heart rate down like instead of my heart racing at the speed of light all the time and making me feel like I'm about to cry or scream like that's just not happening anymore when I started hanging out with Isaiah when we very first met like literally the night we met we so we weren't dating yet it was like our first date um I remember like I could not stop smiling because I felt so at peace and like safe and I was like whoa like I'm not even because at first I was kind of like nervous and I was like oh I wish I brought like weed with me like a little J or something um don't bring weed to Madison Square Garden I feel like that like wouldn't go well (laughs) that's where we met um and so I was like super nervous I was also being harassed but then as soon as Isaiah came over I was at such peace and that was my first experience with like I'm not addicted to weed I'm addicted to peace okay like and that's like really what I think is the difference it's it's a very personal difference and I totally get that um but it really is like medicinal and for me it comes down to what are the benefits right uh the medicinal benefits and also what are the consequences for me it's a lack of negative consequences and negative reactions now I'm done being soft now I'm gonna be like a bad bitch let's keep it a buck weed is medicine I just gave a beautiful example of that but if you need another one people with rheumatoid arth- arthritis uh they smoke weed to help with the inflammation and with the pain and it really helps okay 
Alcohol is straight up poisonous to the body. That's not my opinion. That is like Google it, bitch. Like the I'll same get way you'll that in a minute. <laughs> and exactly, we make a great team. Um, so for me, like at least okay for a lot of us not even just me alcohol can have very serious consequences and reactions it can also it can be deadly sometimes depending on like how often you're using it right a doctor will prescribe you cannabis use in western and eastern medicine these days for even daily use sometimes and i'm not saying it doesn't happen but i've never met a doctor that's like you need a six pack of marlboro ultralight wait that's cigarettes (laughs) i clearly like guys i clearly don't drink Hey, what did my, honestly, what did my parent drink? Cigarettes. Milwaukee's best ice. You need a six pack of Milwaukee's best ice every night. No, you don't. And you don't need 12 or 24. Oh, whatever, guys. You don't need it. Oh, personal trauma coming up. Um, and are, But like on some real shit, obviously I'm not an idiot and there are exceptions. Uh, in a lot of religious ceremonies, they use wine. In second grade, I made my first communion and I received the body and blood of Jesus Christ and I officially became a Catholic zombie vampire hybrid. Boom. Boom. I'm just kidding. But it is a really Wait. weird metaphor, both visually and logically right? and emotionally. It's incredibly awkward. Like, doesn't matter. It's what a, a weird, weird cannibalistic thing to do to children. Exactly. Um... And like, not even that, uh, a lot of people will argue, like a lot of my wine drinker friends or my Italian friends are like, no, a glass of wine a day, it's good for your heart. It has benefits that help you with aging. It helps you live longer. I have no idea. Like I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Um, and I'm not here to say it's not true. I also know that it's heavily integrated in our society on a monetary level. And honestly, bitch, live your best life. I worked at bars since I was old enough to have a job. That's where I worked. Also, it's an art form. I have a friend who's a bartender. She absolutely loves it. And I have another friend who like made her own like cocktail book, which like, again, that's so cool. And I love that she's found something that like, you know, for if you can handle it and you're responsible and not like my parent was, um, then yeah, it's a fun thing to bring people together for like a good laugh. Right. But I do want to point out in the book that I'm reading, it's called Conversations with God. I recommend everyone read it. I don't like to use the term God, but like, that's why I didn't want to read it at first. Um, I'm, I'm like a universe bitch. I'm like, oh, a source power bitch. But wow, the title is misleading. And I think it's meant to convert people. I really think like <laughs> the title is misleading on purpose so that we have people read it who need to read it. You know what I mean? Um, but in the book, they mention like, uh, God in the book straight up says humans were not meant to consume alcohol. While when um, the God figure in the book is talking about how humans could be living a lot longer, but we're not because of like what we choose to put in our bodies or how we choose to treat our bodies and even like the earth. Um, and so the example that the God figure gave was alcohol is not meant to be consumed by humans. Like it just, that's not, shouldn't be a thing. And then the man writing the book argues, his name is Neil, this white man named Neil. Oh, unfortunate name. (laughs) He argues and he's like, well, Jesus turned water into wine. He literally drank wine. Like I thought, what about Jesus? And then God steps in and is like, yeah, like Jesus did do that. Jesus wasn't perfect. Jesus was a human. He, Jesus was also a Buddha. And a Buddha is like anyone can be a Buddha. We're all Buddhas. It's just a matter of are we tapped in, turned on, you know? Right. That, very right. much Abraham terms I just used. Um, <laughs> so like obviously there are certain exceptions. Just because you partake in alcohol does not mean that you're going to ruin your child's entire childhood and their future. Right. This is just my personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a 
huge responsibility no matter what you guys like it really does come down to person to person personal preference and your physical like a physical reaction to it um an example too because i do feel like i kind of came off like i fucking hate alcohol and like it's the enemy here and it's that's not even how it is guys i love when my husband drinks we call him uno because he ever since like i met him when he drinks he is a one drink kind of guy and then not only is he like done drinking it's literally because he's like gonna fall asleep like that one drink did him in um he will be tipsy he will go through the phases of tipsy to drunk to passed out from one drink i have literally seen isaiah passed out on a couch with just a half bowl beer like just half of it still yes (laughs) but when he is drinking though like before he falls asleep he's super giggly and super like lovey that's when he like gives me like a ton of compliments so i love it (laughs) I love when my husband drinks guys. So I'm not like a hater. I'm just giving you like the hard, cold sugar coated truth. (laughs) And I think it all, it's like anything. It all depends on your, your personal, not only like your physical response, but like you said, Danny, like your PTSD, how you've had, how you've dealt with it in the past, how like other people dealt with it around you. Like my father was an alcoholic. He's been sober for 25 years. I'm good for him. I'm about to be 28. So I only knew four years really of him drinking. Um, I don't really remember that. Like I don't have memories of my father being drunk and I'm extremely grateful for that. But my mom does. Um, and because of that, like my mom gave up alcohol. But that that kind of, um, for me, it made alcohol a, I don't want to say a taboo, but it was just like a nothing in my house. Like we didn't talk about it. It wasn't there at family parties. We never had it because everyone I now know was like respecting my father. But at the time I had no idea. Like I just, I I didn't know what alcohol was. And then when I would go to friends' houses for parties and stuff like that, I would see it and I would like, and I'd be like, okay, weird. Um, But then when I became like right in high school, I wasn't really into drinking too much. Like I didn't, I didn't get it. that's good because let's, let's remember high school. (laughs) Well, Unfortunately, that last year, that senior year. Oh, that'll I, get you, uh, huh? Right after senior year, I went to – guys, I did a lot of things when I drank, and a lot of them were not legal. Um, but I went to a little thing called Harbor Fest in a small place called Oswego, New York. And, um, Oswego? Oswego. It's Oswego. on Lake Ontario. There's a, there's a big college there. And at the beginning of the summer, after like school lets out, they have something called Harbor Fest. And it's this big party. And the guy I was dating at the time paid for me to get into a bar. While I was in that bar, very intoxicated, I went into the bathroom and I found a purse. In the purse was a wallet. In the wallet was an ID of a girl who looked very vaguely like me. Um, (laughs) It was like she was four inches shorter than me. I was 18 and this girl was like 29 at the time. Um, I then took the ID um, and I used that for three years to buy myself alcohol. Like that was my in, like perfect, done, boom. Mm. Um, And so that's like, I never had a feeling of like alcohol is like hard or bad to get like, or like whatever. Like I never had any sort of, for me personally, I never had that feeling of like, oh, I should drink because I can't or I should drink because it's bad because that wasn't my experience. So I never understood that when people would say like, oh, that's why people drink so much here. Like we should just not have a a legal drinking age because if it's free for everyone, then like they won't have a problem. Me personally, I was like, it was free for me. Like it was fine for me. So I never had like I, okay, so then I don't have a problem, I guess, like because I just get access to it. Um, Now, 
it wasn't okay for me. Like it, it was not. <laughs> um, I made a lot of dumb choices while I was drinking and I was drunk the 18th year of my life, the 19th year of my life, the 20th year of my life, the 21st year of my life, the 22nd year of my life. So five years, I would say I was drunk and I wow. was in nursing school in those t- in that time. I was in my RN program that I eventually failed out of. Um, I remember once having gone out drinking with my friends um, we lived in the dorms at school, which was at, attached to a hospital, which is open 24-7. Um, and we would come back so drunk that I couldn't make it up to my dorm to pee. So I would pee in the front of the hospital in the bushes. Like, I mean, just wow, I yeah. could have been so caught. I could have gotten in so much. Like, and I just didn't give a fuck. But kind of like you said, Danny, for whatever reason, I had this complex of like, oh, but I have control. Like, I'm fine. I would drink and drive. and I, But because I always made it back, I would be like, oh, but I'm fine then because I made it. Like I'm fine. I can yeah. have a great drinker. And I totally like, understand. It was all these th- – I, I would justify all of these things. And I – until – again, and I don't even think it was when I was 22. I think it was when I was 24, my 24th year, I took six months off from drinking and smoking weed the beginning of the year for my birthday. I was like, I want to start this year sober. I want to start like just for whatever reason. I had like an awake – like it was like a one-night decision. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and you I had did like it. a quick little epiphany. Literally. I'm glad <laughs> that you were able to see it too through all that's crazy. Like that shows too that like how psychic you kind of always have been. Like you've always like, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like in a moment of clarity, we always talk, you and I have always talked about how yes. even when you deal with addiction, there's always like a small moment yes. of clarity where you have time to think. And, and so like, I love have, that you chose. When you yeah. have those things, they're so, it's so easy to ignore. It's so easy to, again, then be like, oh, I can make the excuse that, oh, it was not like, you know, like, or you have them, they're personal. Like no one else heard me say that. I was talking to myself when I did, I think I was journaling. So like, I could have easily not, but I'm just so grateful that for whatever reason I had, I write, I knew that this was a pull of a message that I needed. Like this is real. Um, And I, so I spent those six months over and they, and it, I, I then went back to drinking. Like it wasn't even like that was like the end of it for me, but I needed the, that clarity to distance myself from it, to learn kind of my limits sort of. Like, I, I think that's what it taught me was like, okay, I can drink, but I don't need to get trashed. And then it ta- I re- was able to realize, okay, but the reason I was getting trashed for those five years is because for the 18 years before I started drinking, I was such a sad person and I was so hard on myself and I just wanted to forget those things. Like that is the sole reason because when I would be with people, I thought when I was drinking, I'm more fun. I'm more funny. I'm blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm the clown. I can go crazy. Oh my gosh. But that, and that's okay. But that's like something that a lot of people feel too. And I've, I've even seen it on TikTok as like, it's become normalized and people are like, I don't even feel like myself until my fifth or sixth drink. And like, people are like, like it's become very trendy for like, yeah, like that's how I am too sister. And I'm like, get therapy. Exactly. And that's like, that is it is a sign like drinking alcohol, choosing poison is a sign that something is not okay for most of us. Right. There are people who it is cultural, it is religious. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm, those are almost like out of this conversation. Like I'm not right. talking about those people. If you're a fellow Catholic zombie vampire hybrid, we're not talking to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm actually not Catholic anymore. Unfortunately, I did drink the zombie vampire blood. I unfortunately got confirmed, so I'm stuck being one forever. You got confirmed. I forgot. What's your confirmation name? Scholastica. Ooh, she's an... uh, Okay, she's a scholar. 
her. She's an educational she's a, bitch. She's a patron saint of children with epilepsy. Okay, not what I expected. Why the fuck is her name Scholastica? I don't no, know. No, it's giving about, educational scholar. She like murdered her brother too or something wild. Like He had it coming. <laughs> she's yeah. crazy. So that obviously that's who I chose. Um but right, like like this is a conversation for I'm talking about like to you guys who are out there and you're you're drinking and you're waking up and you're like, man, why did I do that? You know, like that's the we're do we do it because we're there's something else. There's a problem somewhere else that we need to solve. And until you have that recognition, um, it's not gonna get fixed. I, I think one of the most important things, and my father really taught me this when he's spoken to me about his um journey of quitting alcohol. Um, is that it, you cannot change someone until they're ready to change. You can tell an alcoholic 500 times that they're an alcoholic. And if they can't see it in themselves, nothing is ever going to change. All that's going to change is they're not going to be honest about it. And yeah. that is more dangerous than them just drinking. Lying yeah, about wow. it, hiding it is so much worse. So again, and I'm, I'm saying this to if there's anyone out there listening who sees themselves doing that, I hear you. I see you. I did that. I used to get so drunk alone. Like, I, like that. there are parts of drinking that are red flags that we have to be honest enough with ourselves to be able to be like, okay, no, like there is no reason that someone who spiritually is ha- aligned is getting so drunk alone. Like you should be able to sit alone totally. with yourself, you know? Um, and like, I had this kind of I don't know, another epiphany. And this was more recently. I was walking with Cole and it was back when we were in San Diego and there was a sign outside of a park and it said, um, no alcohol allowed, no alcohol permitted. And Cole was like, you know, I never got that. Like, come on, freedom. Like I should be able to drink wherever I want to drink. And he was kidding. Like it was, he was, but it made me like think, obviously I'm pregnant now. So a lot of my questions that I ask myself are like about my children, what would I want my children to do or be around? And so I was thinking, and I was like, okay, so if there were two parks and one had no alcohol allowed and one had alcohol allowed, I would every time take my children to the one without alcohol because I wouldn't want them being exposed to that. Um, Not because alcohol is the devil, but because the way people act when they drink alcohol is unpredictable. We don't know what they're going to do. People get mad. People get sad. People get crazy. Myself included. Like those are all. Myself so like, included. <laughs> right. Well, um, I don't do it. I don't, right. Um, and so like those are, like it just made me realize like, right, it's not, and it's not that I hate alcohol, but if I could not be around it, that makes me feel more comfortable. Sort of like concealed carry. Like I never felt more comfortable in Maine knowing that everyone had probably had a gun in their shirt. Um, like that made oh, me- Oh, I felt more. incredibly uncomfortable right. because I knew, oh, if they knew my political opinions, right. it could be a done deal for me. Exactly. Like I better, I better walk out and be America. And I think that that's like, I do think that a big part of this conversation is our American upbringing. I think um, a lot of times we forget that America has a very, very young, not only history, but history with alcohol. It was only 100 years ago that we had the prohibition and we banned alcohol. And since then, because as Americans, we have this need for freedom without understanding what freedom really means. That was Um, deep, Kelsey. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And I always take this back to shopping carts, guys. Bear with me. You go to a grocery store and there's a little corral that everyone's supposed to, you go, you buy your stuff, you put it in your car, you put the shopping cart away. How many shopping carts do you see not put in the corral? There's no law against it. No one's going to get fined for it. 
so people don't do it. So when given the option to self-govern or take care of ourselves or have the chance to do whatever we want, we often choose, oh, someone else will do it. Someone gets paid for this. Like we don't take that responsibility. Now, alcohol is a responsibility that obviously has much more extreme consequences. Like, but the fact is that we aren't taught what a responsibility it is. We're taught that okay, we're 21. It's legal. So it's free. I can get as drunk as I want. Why can't like, who's going to, who's going to stop me? You know, come take it from me. Um, I never understood that mentality in anything, but it just does like, it, it doesn't add up. And I think like there is so much beauty in alcohol, but we just don't have that respect. Um, now I'm going to get nursey. Get nursey, bitch. Um, get we talked about this a little bit. Alcohol is quite literally, chemically, a poison. Like, it is a poison. Marijuana is a plant. <laughs> I'll give gonna, you that. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. Right. We'll, 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 we'll sprinkle that in. Um, I don't think people in this country realize, like, what this poison does to them. So here's a kind of scary first one. Uh, alcohol withdrawal. So uh, an alcoholic who's severely addicted to alcohol uh, quitting alcohol is the only withdrawal that will actually kill you. Uh, heroin will not kill you. you no feel like fucking you're dying. way. Yes. You'll feel like you're dying withdrawing from heroin. You'll feel like you're dying withdrawing from opioids or all kinds of things. But withdrawing from alcohol is the only thing that will actually can actually kill you. Um, and that's why it's funny that you said a doctor will never prescribe a six pack. And that is true. However, there are like there are people who cannot quit cold turkey, especially without having doing it in rehab. Like that is yeah. why it's necessary to go to rehab for to quit alcohol for many people because it can kill you. I think a lot of us don't know that there is such thing as alcoholic dementia. I cared for a man, I'm going to call him Tom, who was 56 years old, who was so demented in his brain from alcohol only that he had holes in his brain. He would piss in the hallway on people. He had, I mean, absolutely no conception. He was at the same time a two-year-old and a hundred-year-old. Like mm -hmm. he was, and there was no helping him. Like there was no nothing. There, there is not, you can't fix holes in your brain. There's no, you don't get transplanted. Right. Like, and that was from alcohol alone. Now, did he probably do other things that were not smart? Sure. But the alcohol was the main culprit of it. Cancer, your chances of mouth cancer, stomach cancer, colon cancer, a million cancers increases dramatically when you drink alcohol. That's also because your inhibitions drop. That's true. That's the one thing they teach us in health class that your inhibitions will drop when you drink alcohol. But that makes you make stupid decisions like have unprotected sex with people that you don't know. Smoke cigarettes. Two, again, guys, I'm calling them out because this is what I did when I drank. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes without thinking about it. I remember the first time I did a dab and not, again, I'm not blaming the marijuana. However, it was, I had gone home with five or six men that I met at a bar. I left my friends to go home with them. I went to do a dab uh, with them. They taught me how to do a dab. The, they, of course, told me don't touch the thing. The first thing I did was grab the hot thing. Um, sure. And I'm so lucky that it was marijuana that they were giving me, these strangers. Um but it could have been anything. I didn't give a fuck. Like I, I, I had no control. Mm -hmm. I just went with whatever was going. Um, weight gain from drinking alcohol. You 
not only eat more food, but what alcohol does to you causes weight gain. And it causes weight gain in very unique places that cause other problems. Sleep apnea, people don't think about this, but it causes weight gain around your throat, um, which then al- allows your um, you to lose control of your trachea when you're breathing and sleeping. And then it allows it to collapse. And that's why you have gaps in your breath, which can cause death, which can cause brain damage. Um, they have something called ascites which is a buildup of fluid around your liver that can spread all the way around your stomach. This is what gives a lot of people the beer gut, the beer belly, that rounded belly. Um, And you can actually tap one side of it and it'll wave because it's water, not just water, it's the actual poison (laughs) in between um, your cells, not even in between your cells, I'm sorry, in between your cellular layers of like your fat and your skin building up. And I have seen this be tapped and it is like a brown What does be tapped mean? They put a needle in and they drain it. Because it's not, it's not a, a weight that can be lost. You're never going to work it off. Really? Get to that level. Right. No, no, no. It is because it's not like fat. It's not a buildup of fat. It's fluid. Um, and there's no oh, way for fluid to escape. Um, and then something else, and we talked about this, I think, and again, a huge part of this is due to a lack of education on how our bodies actually work and what actually matters to our body. But the nutrient, um, the nutrient deficits that alcohol causes, uh, electrolyte imbalances, things like even as far as like just being dehydrated, dehydrates you. But we don't understand how that really affects your body and can cause long-term problems. We also don't understand like a lot of us, the things that we have going on already and those effect- and how those things can affect us. Even having higher low calcium is the difference between feeling great one day and feeling terrible the next, you know, little things like that are so important, but because we're not taught like what those mean or what an actual well-balanced diet is, we don't understand that these things make a huge difference. Uh, Cole, my husband was, he's been into running lately. And so he was trying to drink those liquid IVs. Like whenever he had a glass of water, he wanted it to be a liquid IV. And I was like, Cole, but that is your, all you're doing is filling yourself with electrolytes, which is good at times when you're sweating, but you don't need that all day, every day, because that's just pounding your body with electrolytes and too much salt is not good. Like that mm-hmm. causes other problems. It all, it all connects. It all leads together to something else. Um, and there's a reason that we need balances. It's not about getting balance. as much as possible. I know. Fuck. I love it. Um, it's not about getting as much as possible. Um, it's about being balanced. Is that how you say it? And all of those things are terrible. All of those things are painful. I used to think I made it out alive, fine, all that. I actually have what's called fatty liver disease right now, I found out. And I caught it early and it's not like going to kill me. And I can't promise that it's from the alcohol. It could be from the McDonald's fries. But I don't think the alcohol did not cause it, you know? like At least it didn't help. Exactly. And so I think a huge step to take is admitting that it can have an effect on us and allowing ourselves to like take a step back and just think about like, is it, is it worth it? Why am I doing it? Am I doing it because like Danny said, I want to like dance and have a fun night with my girls? Or is there even the littlest bit of me that's like, I don't think I'll have fun if I don't have alcohol because that alone, you have to know that you're a great person without alcohol. Like, yes. You have to know you're a great person without weed too. You I was know, about like to we- say that even goes for weed when you find yourself like I can't even function until I've had weed. Like that's not good either. Right. There's nothing that you should be reliant on. And I think that also goes with people. Like you have to be your own best friend. 
you have to be comfortable with yourself completely sober. You have to be able to find peace with that and love for that. Like nothing else can progress from there without that base. I totally agree. (sighs) Yeah. And so the last thing I want to say is that it's just like, right, it's intention. Like everything, it is just about being intentional with why you're doing it, how you're doing it. Like I said, I loved bartending. It was some of the funnest years of my life. I love mixing drinks. I love exploring with flavors. Um, However, I will say that that can be done without alcohol too. I have a friend, Anna, who makes incredible mocktails. Um, And then another friend, Rachel, who has a whole page on Instagram. It's called Rachel Drinks Mocktails. And she goes around San Diego drinking all different mocktails from all different places. Like you can make it fun. Like we don't we don't have to always have alcohol. If you're, you can still be out with friends, having a good time and drink other things that are still like cute and fun. And you know what? We're all adults, hopefully listening to this podcast, at least 18 years or older. If you want to go out dancing, try like, I don't know, like a little bit of like, you know, maybe some shroomies, maybe some acid that could be more fun to dance on again, like in a safe controlled environment. Exactly. And not because you can't go out without something, but if you want to enhance. Exactly. Nobody can function tripping every day. No, obviously that's a, that's, you should do that with intention or, but it is still intentional. Like say like, damn, if like, if your bitch is on her bachelorette party and you're like, yo, we're not even drinkers. Let's all do shrooms or acid. That's so dope. That'll be my bachelor. I'm already married. Fuck. I know. (laughs) I forget that we got married and none, neither of us did any like conventional thing. Mm-mm. Never had a I mean, one day, Never got a bridal shower. You know, we're going to. Well, I'm going well, to. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have a wedding. We're going to have like a nice reception so our families can all like, like come and meet and like our friends and everything. Well, I can wear a pretty dress and be a bridesmaid. Exactly. And guys, I don't even. Uh, we can't even. We'll, we'll have a whole wedding episode when it comes to that. Don't okay. get me started. Um. And also, there will be alcohol allowed at my wedding. Like, but but I'm I'm not gonna lie. We probably not gonna be paying for like that whole open bar deal. <laughs> Guys, like me and Zay both don't be drinking like that. Uh, it'll definitely be like a bring your own. We'll have some drinks. We'll have some weed. Okay. It's right. But it's not going to be insane with the alcohol. Just because that's really not our vibe. And it's like, it's not, again, I'm not trying to, guys, if you enjoy alcohol responsibly, do it. But I will say, right, like I'd much rather be around a bunch of stoners than a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> I would also prefer to have my children around people who were high than people who were drunk. It's just safer. We can argue about it all day long, um, but genuinely, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't have the time. (laughs) Argue with your grandma. That's fine. But I I think most of us would agree. I would much rather. Yeah, it's just a safer bet. (laughs) And there's just like, I don't know. I've never, my my favorite like argument for like uh, why weed should be legal and alcohol shouldn't, or at the very least, they should both be legal is like, I could smoke a hundred joints and I'm never going to punch someone in the face or I don't know what's something I've actually done. Uh, get on a bar and almost pee on the bar, like pull my pants. Yeah. Down yeah. yeah. Like, if anything, you're going to get a slightly less amount of energy. I'm gonna, you're not about to be like, I'm going to rage. Right. I'm going to kill someone. I'm going to be home in bed. <laughs> like, I, yeah. It's hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find someone who reacts in the same level of like anger and violence that a drunk person does when they're under the influence of cannabis. Yes. And I think um, just like really quick that that is something that is also a a scary part of alcohol is that it does bring out harsh, mean emotions. Like it, it, it always made me feel angrier. Like if I was angry or sad, like it, it, I felt so much worse. Yeah. 
it enhances those things. And so like, just be responsible, have fun, but be responsible and like, remember, like, why am I doing this? What's the real reason I want to have a drink right now? And honestly, at the end of the day, guys, stay high. Bye.